Blog Talk Radio. Lucy Weston, thank you for joining us for today's topic, The Should Show, Give Your Shoulders a Rest. My co-host for today's show is Susan Regazzo, and you may recognize Susan. She's also the co-host on the recurring Here We Are radio show series, Chick Flick Chat. Hello, Susan. Thanks for joining me for this important discussion. Thanks, Lucy. Glad to be here. And if listeners would like to call in to join us, they can dial 646 929 2473 and press number 1 when prompted so we know you want to contribute. Thanks, Sue. Typically, Susan and I are dishing the details of women's roles and roles for women in film on our Chick Flick Chat show. But today we are talking about real-life script and language. And as I was making notes for this show, I realized that our Chick Flick Chat series is very similar in content to what we're delving into today. It's all about the words and messages we hear and receive. That's true, and the word should, S-H-O-U-L-D, dirty little word that it is, Mm. is a loaded word for women, and it often causes a lot of guilt and pressure, and since we're talking about this specific word, I do want to share with the listeners how this topic for the show came about. Uh, Recently, I published an article for the Live Your Life Out Loud series on www.herewearewithlucy.com called GTSS equals Goody Two-Shoes Syndrome. And the article contains a fun and eye-opening quiz to help the reader determine her level of GTSS. But specifically, it's question number 10 that formed the basis for this should show. And that question is, is the word should weighing you down with obligations? It is definitely a word that carries baggage. The Goody Two-Shoes Syndrome article pointed to a lot of self-introspective questions. And I'm glad we are zeroing in on this one because it does carry a lot of weight for women. For listeners who want to take the GTSS quiz, you can find it under the category Women in Media and Culture at herewearewithlucy.com. There were quite a few ladies who shared their case of GTSS in the comments section and by email. Yes, definitely. Uh, And I I wish even more uh, were brave enough to put put it into the comments. I did get some good emails about it, and I appreciate those. And I think it is about sharing, you know, and and saying, like, hey, I'm not alone in this. And I hope it helps more women. So, you know, if you haven't done it, pop on by and find your score, share it in the comments. And and for this discussion, we should share with the audience that neither of us are psychologists or psychiatrists, but we are women living busy lives in media and culture who have some experience with GTSS. At least I know I have. And thankfully, I think I'm almost cured at this point in my life. What about you, Sue? Well, I did take the quiz, and I still have some work to do, Lucy. 
Uh, so I'm glad that we're here and we're discussing the word should today. Okay, good. Um, and and you know, this show, it's going to be the next entry for the Live Your Life Out Loud series. And the purpose of the Live Your Life Out Loud series is to help women identify roadblocks, the barriers and fears that we have, and that we've learned in society so we can live our lives out loud. And um, recently I was asked, well, what do you mean by that? And I, I had to really think about it, and I think what I mean is it's living well your way on your own terms. And, you know, that isn't always easy to do. It's not. It's not. It's true. And uh, and that's why it's important for women uh, to listen to each other and support each other. And I think that support can really happen in easy, simple ways. And I was, for an example, I was thinking, well, how, you know, what can I share with the audience? And I think a, a clear example is, you know, I asked, I needed help to do this show, and I asked you, you know, would you like to co-host different than Chick Flick, Chick, Chick, Chick Flick Chat? Do you want to help me? And, and you, you know, didn't even hesitate to say yes, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so you're helping me do this show, and in turn, this discussion supports other women who will listen to it. And I hope it gives them food for thought in making choices in their own journey. And I hope so, too, right? That's why we do it. Uh, And I think it's about being honest. If we aren't honest about the things we go through, how do other people, how how can we ask other people to come forward and be honest? You know, come and comment and tell tell us your score. But it is about us being honest, and I appreciate you being here today and being open to doing this. Well, thank you, and thank you for the opportunity. Well, let's get down to it then. Okay. I guess a good place to start would be what's the actual definition of should? And according to the American Heritage College Dictionary, their third edition, they said should is, number one, used to express obligation or duty. Number two, it's used to express probability or expectation. Number three, it's used to express conditionality or contingency. Or number four, it's used to moderate the directness or bluntness of a statement. Hmm. And number one again? Used to express obligation or duty. I think that's the one we're discussing. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yes. And a little bit of number two, perhaps. (laughs) This is true. Um, You know, when I looked it up in the dictionary I had on my shelf, what I noticed, and I had a similar American Heritage Dictionary, I noticed when I scanned down, the very next word, and this was not intentional when I wrote the title for the show, you know, the should show, Give Your Shoulders a Rest, the Mm -hmm. next word is shoulder. Really? So the Look word down. should in the dictionary is standing on top on of, top of shoulders. shoulders, which I just thought, oh, I, I've got to make that point. There's there's something very important in that, right? <laughs> in that placement, that it's just, and it 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 is. It's this word, and this is why we're having this discussion. All right, mm-hmm. so let's get to it. Let's let's talk about uh, external dialogue. You know, uh, okay. the word should that's directed at at us by others. Okay, that um. That's that's harsh. You know, that creates a lot of expectations, as the uh, dictionary uh, says it does. Uh, if people are saying should, you know, you should do this, now that's an expectation for me. Well, it's, you know, who do we hear it mostly from? I know I hear it from my mom. Oh, yeah. And and I think it comes from, I think people with familiarity often say it to us, like their moms, friends, coworkers, people you encounter more often than, than not in life, because mm-hmm. they feel that they they it, there's um the curtains down, so they can tell you what to do, and they use mm-hmm. that word should, and it's sort of a buffer. I think they, they when people use it, it's they think they're being uh, suggestive and helpful, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. really does add a whole bunch more of pressure 
when they say, you know, it, it exerts pressure on you, like, oh, you should uh, do whatever. There's something about that. Yeah. And I think we need to look closely at the word expectations here because not only does it uh, create pressure for ourselves, but it can also create um, an expectation that is not ours to expect, if that makes sense. Um, I hear it a lot. Oh, interesting. I, I see where you're going with that. So you're saying it's their yes. expectation. You should uh, dye your hair red. Yes. They, I, their expectation that they want you to be a redhead. I mean, that's a, yes. a, a lightweight example. But it's an example of something that you're thinking, I would never be a redhead. Yeah, yeah. Now, Not that there's anything wrong with redheads. We love redheads. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I, it's, for, you know, it's one of those things like, I, yeah, I would never be a, beach, a bleached blonde. Mm-hmm. It just would mm-hmm. never work for me. But if somebody mm-hmm. said, oh, you should be a bleach blonde, mm-hmm. I'd be like, what? That, mm-hmm. That's Okay. Is that where you're going? Absolutely. Uh, okay. The example I was going to use would be uh, in my work life. I hear it a lot in my work life. My one coworker loves the word should. You know, he should have done the report that way. He oh. should have called instead of emailed. So it's the it's – the, uh, what do they say about football when people sit on uh, the uh, armchair uh, quarterback? Uh, yeah, Monday night quarterback. Monday night, yeah, like that you're always – it's always – or the uh, the backseat driver. You should make yeah. it right here. You should yeah. do this. Where they're not in control, but they want to be in control. And yeah. it comes in afterwards. Absolutely. And now that's creating an expectation. You're, you're projecting on somebody, mm. and it's building this thing up inside you. This other person has no idea what you're saying about them, but – you're now believing something should be a certain way, and okay. now you're all it, upset. Right. Well, now, also, way. I think when you when people say it to you, it's uh, you know, and you hear it yourself, and you from other people, it's definitely. I guess what we're getting is it's a, a power play. Oh yes, big on control. The word should. Okay, it and a, I think it kind of is a way to control others a little bit. Yes, it is. It, it absolutely, is. and I think that's why women, especially, you know, we were trying to make everybody happy a lot of the time, and. You think that when they exert, oh, you should do this or you should do this, that's what they want. So you try to please them and then it becomes this other uh, weight that you have to carry around to try to do everything. Maybe it doesn't, it goes against your grain, whatever the suggestion is. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the flip side of this, which is you should, when you use the word yourself, direct it at others. So like if, you're, if you mm-hmm. say to your sister or your brother, or, oh, you should do this, do you catch yourself saying it if you're if you have difficulty dealing with it when it's being said to you, or is it just something that's so used in our vocabulary that we don't even know we're doing it? I don't think we know we're doing it. I don't think we do because, like you said, it's just such a part of our vernacular. But when you say to people, all right, when when I right, let me just say uh, for technical reasons, we are ha- going to have a major thunderstorm where I'm at on the East Coast and uh, and where Susan is also. So. Hopefully that we'll get through this show and and without any difficulty. Uh, okay, to pick that back up, uh, if if we say to somebody, "Oh, you should have called me," mm-hmm. I think that tells people how to treat you or what you expect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and but when you when we say to somebody, "You should call my lawyer," if yes. let's say you have a friend who's getting divorced or there's a legal problem, you mm-hmm. should call my lawyer. It's an attempt to help people. But why do we not take it that way when someone says it to us, which means they're more than likely not taking it the same. They're not taking it as help. Yeah. And that's something we're going to explore a little further. We have a a whole topic we want to talk about of are there times when should is appropriate or can be positive? 
You know, does that that falls it's kind of a borderline thing. Right. When you yeah. when you're using it in that context. I don't know. I you know, this is why we're having this talk. Is there ever a time I can't think of one right now. But but in in this do you have one? When there's a, I mean, obviously, there's always going to be an exception to every rule. If you say to sure. somebody, oh, you know, uh, may, you know, maybe you should uh, come on by and, and, and pick up this piece of information or something mm-hmm. that, you know, might be helpful to them. I guess there are certain ways to do it. I, I think it's more about when you use, I think what we're really drilling down on is when you're using the word should to tell somebody else what to do. Well, what do, okay, what do you think about this one? You should be happy about that. Uh, well, you're telling them what how to feel. Yeah. So it, you know, it, it, it's kind of it's disguised. Mm-hmm. It's disguised like, oh, hey, this is a happy thing, blah blah. blah. But you are, you're t- basically you're telling them how to feel. What about right. you? Should you should be proud of yourself? Or, or mm-hmm. also, I think uh, you hear a lot of times, you know, like you, especially with celebrity, where you hear about someone who maybe is dealing with uh, drugs or is depressed or. And they think like, oh, what? you know, you hear someone say like, oh, they should be happy. Look at what they have. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, you know, again, it goes to a whole other issue of money doesn't make you happy. But there are things like we have certain expectations, and that word should does carry all those expectations mm-hmm. in one little word. And you're projecting um, your preferences right. with disregard for the other individual and their feelings. And their preferences. That's a good point. Okay, now what about when we use the word, and as women, I know we do this. I do this. I think, you know, I think you said when you took the quiz, I know other people who do this. The word should direct it at yourself. Oh, mm-hmm. I should I should go to that baby shower. Mm-hmm. I should go over to the such and such, or I, I should uh, volunteer to babysit for my friend's kid, or whatever it is. It may not be something you really want to do, and, mm-hmm. I, and I, obviously my, my examples were going places, or, but it, it could be like, oh, I should take a class, or I should get a job, or I should, well, you know, but I think when you say that to yourself, you already know you don't want to do it. Yeah, and you know, that you bring up a great point, because I think it, that sets up a cycle of failure and guilt. What happens is you say, I should do something, but when you're saying I should do it, you know you're not going to do it. So then yeah. you ultimately feel guilty. And when you feel guilty about something, you try to avoid that which makes you feel guilty. Well, so no, I wonder about that. Good. Wait, I want to stop you on that. You, okay. you think you avoid it more. See, now for me personally, I'd be like, oh, I should do it. So I start to, to I, I've learned not to do this, but in the past, I will admit that I would try to change things or whatever my uh, motivation was so that I would do it uh, happily or more willingly. And that also would come with its own uh, bag of worms and mm-hmm. like oh i should be friends with so and so when you really mm-hmm. don't like them anymore mm-hmm. but you continue mm-hmm. to be friends with someone uh you know because you're like well we have a history or oh we have this or oh, we experienced that and you know mm-hmm. there's the, and but but maybe that really that relationship isn't working for you that's right and i think that comes down to uh, uh you need to be honest with yourself bottom line if you say i should exercise well you know what obviously you don't want to exercise if you're saying right. that Good exercise. I am a firm believer in being honest with yourself. Tell yourself, you know what? I don't feel like exercising. And I think that is being honest with yourself that way. Okay, wait, wait. I want to stop because you're giving some really good uh, specifics, and I want to get to that with how we can repurpose. Okay. So let's, before we get to that point, let's talk about those should phrases so that 
uh, we can really recognize when it pops up, things we hear in everyday life. We've all heard them. We've probably said it to people. Let's talk about some examples. Um, okay. Do you have any? Well, the one I just mentioned, I, sh- I should really exercise. Okay, that's a good one, and I think that's we've all said one. that. Oh, oh, I, I should say it every day. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you know, I should go, for me, it's, I should go to the rink and ice skate. I should do, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, do I have time or do I have this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a big one is you should get your hair cut. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People that love to talk about other people's hair. Oh, yeah. What that is, I don't know. I have a good friend who's got a, a very severe but cool-looking haircut. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can wear it. She pulls it off. However, for some reason, strangers as well as family and friends will continually say to her, when are you going to let your hair grow out? You should let your hair grow out. You yeah. should cut your hair a different way. You should do this. And I even did once say to her, you should color your hair. <laughs> so I am guilty of this. Can I ask instance. a question? If you're, sure. if you're approaching somebody that way and you're saying, oh, you should grow your hair out, are you telling them, I don't like your hair the way it is? I think you are. And, and it's, it's, I think there is that hidden message of, I, I don't think you, you look good with the hair the way it is. You know, whether it's color it, cut it, grow it, you know, whatever that suggestion that comes beyond the word should in the phrase it's basically saying, you know, you should, we'll say, cut your hair because you don't look good with long hair. There's mm-hmm. that hidden because mm-hmm. after it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's part of why the, wor- the word is a dirty little word. It is a dirty little word. Right? That people, oh, you should. Instead of saying to people, honestly, listen, that haircut is awful. Yeah. You need to either grow it out or you need to cut your hair or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, and, well, Everybody's really had a bad haircut. Business? Is it any of our business? I mean, by well, line, is it? That's another point. You have to. How is? Yeah. But if, well, you're right. In, in my friend's case, people just give her that suggestion <laughs> out of the blue. But I, you know, everybody. I listen. I had the worst haircut in my life a couple of years ago, and you may remember this uh, by a haircutter who I love to say who it is, but I won't. Um, to be fair, and maybe she thought she was doing a good thing, but it was terrible, and it took me a year to grow it out, and. And I could tell people thought it was awful. Unfortunately, they didn't say to me, like, you should grow your hair out. Because I think I was, I was so aware of it. I was like, listen, I'm growing my hair out. <laughs> but it was, you know, but I'm sure that had I not been upfront about knowing that that haircut was just terrible, terrible, terrible for, on anybody, you know, on, especially yeah. it just didn't work on me. It was just a really bad haircut. Yeah. I think people probably would have said, oh, you should let your hair grow out or you should change mm-hmm. your hairstyle because it was so awful. Yeah. So I'm sure I would have heard it in that instance if I didn't preface it with, mm-hmm. you know, with with my explanation about it mm-hmm. um, because I was so self-conscious because it was awful. Uh, but you're, yeah, but I think there is, you're right, about people are going to tell you what they don't like and it's hidden behind that word should. That's a very good point. Yes, yeah, and for women with children. They, I know friends of mine who have little kids and uh, even family who've been told, like, oh, you should le- let the baby stay in the crib and cry herself to sleep all night. Yeah. That's a big one. And right? that's a big one. And a lot of young moms don't feel, you know, they don't want the baby getting sick all night and crying. And that's not, it's a hard thing. Yeah. And in, unless you're in that position, it's nobody else's business to say where that kid should, or how that kid should be sleeping or being treated. That's exactly it. Again, yeah, you know, you're projecting your yeah. preferences. On things, exactly. And, and you can. You know, everybody is different, and everybody's going to handle situations differently, you know? Um, okay. So this is. So you have any other should phrases that we hear a lot? Uh, a couple. Well, the ones, I really should go to the party. I really should 
do whatever, or, hey, don't you think you should start that project mm. projecting onto other people? Onto other people, a yeah. time element and pressure, yeah. Absolutely. So, so what would be a better way to say that? Don't you think you should start that project? Um, well, fr- frankly, I don't think it's anybody's business. If somebody doesn't want to start the project, that's their problem, you know. But but in a, in a scenario of a workplace, let's say you have, we have obviously we have working women listening to the show. So if yeah. you're in a workplace and a coworker says to you, regardless whether they're male or female coworker, says, "Oh, you should start that project." If it's a if it's a, a co if it's a boss, obviously that's a different situation. But if it's a coworker who really doesn't have much to do with your Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the word to uh, your level of, uh, or just it's just a coworker on the same yeah. level, and yeah. they're butting in. How do you deal with that? Well, it, it depends on how you want to handle the situation. You could say, "Oh, thank you. I appreciate your input." If you want to, you know, really cut, chop them off at the knees. I think you should turn around and say, "You should help me with it." <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, okay, so so you had mentioned before. Are there any positive uses for the word "should"? Yeah. Are there any? I don't have any in my notes here. I I don't know that positive is a good word. I would think maybe more, not business-like, but let's say, should you have any questions, please call. Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's business-like. And that's a basic usage. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's more the dictionary, I think, uh, explanation. And and that's being polite. Yeah. And courteous. Should you choose to go, uh, I'll come along too. Now, right. you're, now you're starting to put a little contingency on it. Is right. it but it de- I guess it depends on the uh, the rest of the phrase. Is that contingency um, putting pressure on the person? You know, should you choose to go, I'll go too. So that well, I think I, well, that's a very formal statement. I think most people would probably rephrase that as, uh, should I come along? Should yeah. I come to the party? Or if you go when I'll you go. didn't get an invitation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's not yeah. a positive use. That's in you know in, invading someone's space. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know if there. I, I honestly have to say I don't have any positive uses for it, other yeah. than like a formal usage, like you suggested yeah. for business. Like, right morning. now, I can't think of one. Yeah. If anybody does, email us. We'd yes, love to hear. Please, it. I'd love to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, opinion of the word should. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> uh, now, okay, let's get to the. Uh, we've got less than 10 minutes left. How to reprogram should so you can stop the cycle? Well, the first big one is you need to be aware that you're even using the word in the first place. That you're using it or be aware of it when it's being said to you. You have to hear it. It almost has to be like a bell goes off. Absolutely. So you you really, so so that I think think that goes with our second suggestion of to stop and listen. And if when that bell goes off or you hear it, you're aware of it, that you're, there's your internal signals or go, your gut. You listen to your gut and you hear it and you, you feel. Yeah, and, ha, and ha, you hear it, you make that mental note. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, and again, like you said, with your gut, you'll, if, somebody, if somebody comes at you and says, let's go back to the coworker situation, you know, um, uh, you really should get started on that project. You know what, if somebody said that to me, my gut would be churning like it was going out of sight. Right, and I think the time to, is to cut it off at that moment and to say, well, you should help me with it. Or, yeah. well, you know what, you should go back to your own desk and I'll deal with my project when I start. You know, and, well, then again, we're, we're kind of, I'm, go, I'm going back on my own advice not to use the word should. But, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah they, <laughs> I, it was more in a sarcastic uh, yeah. approach. But I suppose the thing is to say, uh, you know, I'll deal with my own deadline, thank you very much, and yeah. 
and you know go back to your exactly. computer uh, uh yeah there is something you have to i think it has to be addressed at that moment in mm-hmm. many cases not in all mm-hmm. but in many cases because sometimes it doesn't matter whether you address it you know if you yeah. say if, if somebody's mom says oh you shouldn't wear that other shirt well you know no matter how many times you say to your mother i'm not wearing that shirt it doesn't really matter so there are certain times you're just not going to addressing it at that moment probably doesn't make a whole lot of difference yeah. And understand that when people say the word should, they're voicing their opinion, and that's all that it is. And that's all that it is. Right. And it doesn't matter what other people think. Absolutely not. So that means that we're aware of it. We've stopped and we heard it. The bell has gone off. And now you have to assess. Like In some situations, it may not bother someone at all to have it said to them. Uh, But you have to say, you have to assess, does it feel like it's weighing you down? Mm -hmm. Or or give it the shoulder test. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this going to put weight on my shoulders? If I agree, if somebody says, oh, you should come to the barbecue on Sunday, mm-hmm. and you know you have 15 other things you have to do on Sunday, that should become like, oh, I better, I better say I can't come right now. Like, yeah. That's going to put weight on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And if you do accept or say, oh, I'll try, that Sunday when you're running around and you're doing you know, task number 12, and, and now that's you know, number 16 on the list of the 15 you had, that's going to start to weigh on you. So the time to deal with it is right then and there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the shoulder test is key. Um, and then and not to reinforce it with uh, should discussions with your girlfriends. I know we're having a word about this, the, a conversation about this specific word, mm-hmm. but you know how you everyone does it. Oh, should I go? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should go or, oh, maybe yeah. I should do this. Or, and exactly. there is something in that that dialogue you have with someone who's close to you that, probably doesn't solve much. Right. You need to reconnect with yourself and what you want. Good point. Very good point. Um, okay, next idea. Uh, you do, Well, that's exactly what you have to do. You need to ask yourself, do I really need to do this? Do I really want to do this? And that's where you start reconnecting with yourself again. Right. Do I have to? So you give it the shoulder test, and then you say, do I have to? Do I want to do this? That's yes. a very good point. Is and you an really obligation? assess it. Yeah. I'm sorry? Is it an obligation that you do need to attend to, or mm. is it something, you know, and sometimes we can't get out of an obligation. That's just life. And if it is, then we have to proceed. And we but, want to take a stand with that. You have to take yeah. a stand at the time and stick to it. Yeah. You can't, this is not something that you can uh, waver with because you have, you want to make the decision and move on. And and I think there's, it comes a point for all of us as women, we have to say, like, I don't care what I should do. I am going to do blank, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let the chips fall where they may. It doesn't matter if someone gets ang- angry with you or upset with you. As long as you're not hurting anybody, injuring anybody, if you're doing what's good for your own life and your own time and your own schedule, I don't care what I should do. I am going to do blank. Mm-hmm. Becomes a very and I'm you know obviously you're saying it mentally, yeah. Unless it's yeah. really someone who's persisted in it, you should. Then I guess you could say I don't care what I should do or what you think I should do. I'm going to do this, Absolutely. and you've already stated your your position. And what are they going to say? You got it. You, you um, stick to yourself. And of course, if you slip up you and, you, and you give in and you do yeah. something, you're going to know afterwards. You're going to remember feeling that yeah. feeling. Your shoulders are going to be like, oh, what am I, as you're, yeah. you know, engaging in whatever the should suggestion is. Mm-hmm. Um, just remember to start over immediately. Right. It's an ongoing process. It's always, you're always changing, you're getting enlightened, and, and you're growing. 
That's exactly. With more practice, it will become more ingrained. And then next thing you know, you won't even have to think about it. Right. And, Susan, we only have a couple minutes left. Anything else? Did we leave anything out? I don't think we left anything out. I, you know, I would just like to reinforce, you know, the word should can be very limiting. Uh, it can be a very limiting word. And you need to, it, it, when you use it, you are meeting, immediately setting boundaries for not only yourself, but possibly for others. So it's important to pay attention to that vocabulary and then just just keep at it, practice. And, and it, you know, with time, it'll be very empowering when you notice that word should and you can combat it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's being aware recognizing it at that moment and doing something about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sticking to it. And sometimes you might be wrong, but so what? You have a few minutes left to yourself. You know, it's just, it's it's hearing it, doing something, and, and, and sticking to it. You got it. And feeling better about yourself. Yeah. And, and living your life out loud. You got it. Well, thank you, Susan. This has been an enlightening discussion. I really had fun with this. I did, too. And you're welcome. You know, I hope this helps other women... Think about words and messages. I, I, I do, too. I, I'm sure it will. And, you know, I, I remember when we first uh, discussed this topic, we were like, what are we going to talk about for 30 minutes? But I think this went quickly. It did. It did. <laughs> and we talked about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> thank you, listeners, for joining us for this episode of the Here We Are radio show. I hope you'll come on by the website, herewearewithlucy.com, and subscribe by email for our free updates and to be part of our gift giveaways. It's a growing community, and we are excited to have all new members uh, at any time from around the world. So we'd like to see you there. I'm Lucy Weston, and I look forward to seeing you at the blog or on future Here We Are radio shows, where we share lots of great information on making life better, brighter, and easier on our way to running the world. Bye now.